Bismillah, velhamdülillah, ve salatu selam Rasulillah. The hadith of power is a comprehensive and beneficial prophetic hadith, and we will pause to reflect on it, take in some of its benefits, illuminate with its light, and be guided with its meanings at a time that is tarnished by injustice, and many people are away from the truth, and many have lost the way. It is the hadith of having religious strength and being keen to benefit and overcoming shaitan and being content with the qadr, divine will and decree. Imam Muslim reported on the authority of the narrator of Islam, Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer, although both are good. Strive for that which will benefit you, and seek the help of Allah, and do not feel helpless. If anything befalls you, do not say, If only I had done such and such. Rather say, Qaddarallahu wa ma shafa'al. Allah has decreed, and whatever He wills, He does. For saying if opens the door to the deeds of the sh- of shaitan. This hadith favors the strong believer over the weak one, although there is good in the weak one, that is, the weakness of iman faith. But iman faith requires transmitting it among people, and calling to it, and citing its proofs, and striving against its adversaries. And only the strong believer can do that. And strength is praised in the Book of Allah, the Most High. From Surah Sa'd, and remember our servants, Ibrahim, Ishaq, and Ya'qub, those of strength and vision. And strength means strength and resolve to carry out Allah Almighty's commands. And Allah Almighty commanded the believers to adopt it in His words from Surah Al-Anfal and prepare against them whatever you are able of power. And Surah Al-Qasas, indeed the best one of you, the best one you can hire is the strong and the trustworthy. And Allah, glory be to him, loves what his names and attributes encompass and what agrees with them. For he is the strong and loves a strong believer, because his strength benefits Islam and Muslims. Then the Prophet ﷺ draws a practical plan to attain power by saying, Strive for that which will benefit you. Ibn Qayyim, may Allah have mercy upon him, said, The happiness of a person lies in his keenness for what will benefit him in his life and his hereafter. And what benefits is dictated by the primary goal, and that is the iman, faith. And so that the believer does not rely on himself, and so that he is not deceived by his power, the Prophet ﷺ reminded him of his Creator and Provider by saying, And seek the help of Allah. And the believer recites in every rak'ah of his prayer from Surah Al-Fatiha, It is you we worship and you we ask for help. 
and every action in which the help of Allah is not sought is not blessed. And so that no one would think that seeking Allah's help does not require taking action in the required means, the Prophet ﷺ said, And do not feel helpless. So it is not enough to seek help verbally without taking the necessary means. Therefore, it is necessary to understand these three sentences of the hadith as a single related meaning and not as three separate sentences. So seeking what is beneficial and being keen for it must be encompassed by seeking Allah's help with diligent hard work, far from helplessness, lethargy, and weakness. And if a person is keen on what benefits him, seeks help from Allah, and is not helpless, and then is struck by an affliction or does not achieve the desired results, then he is commanded to be patient, seek reward, and to not regret what has passed. If anything befalls you, do not say, If only I had done such and such. Rather, say, Allah has decreed, and whatever He wills, He does. For saying if opens the door to the deeds of the shaytan. And having a correct aim and sincere intention and taking the means does not necessitate achieving their desired results. Because the decree of Allah Almighty prevails, and His will transpires, and His command is implemented, and regret and blame do not benefit at all, with what it includes of objecting to Allah Almighty's decree and viewing one's action as an isolated personal effort that has nothing to do with Allah's will, and this involves swearing by Allah. Rather, the servant of Allah was commanded to distance himself from that and to submit to the command of Allah with acceptance and contentment. From Surah Al-Hadid, No disaster strikes upon the earth or among yourselves except that it is in a register before we bring it into being. Indeed, that for Allah is easy in order that you do not despair over what has eluded you, and not exult in pride over what He has given you. And Allah does not like everyone self-deluded and boastful. O people, there is a gap between the people's conditions in terms of understanding and action and the prophetic guidance. This great hadith clearly highlights the extent of the distance between them and the sunnah and its implementation, as weakness is widespread among many Muslims. Weakness in iman faith and certainty, and weakness in worship and deeds, and weakness in enjoining good and prohibiting evil, and weakness in understanding the correct creed and adherence to it and weakness in front of this worldly life and its glitter, and weakness in the face of the doubtful matters to the point that they have entered the heart, and weakness in the face of the vain desires to the point of succumbing to them. This is from weakness, and there are many other types that appear among Muslim communities and individuals. The strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. 
and from the manifestations of weakness. It's limiting seeking benefit to worldly matters with heedlessness or neglect of the hereafter. You will find a person grieving for the loss of a worldly matter, while he does not grieve over many of the deeds of the hereafter that he missed or neglected. Among the signs of weak faith in his people, in people is the lack of seeking help from Allah the Most High in all matters. And many people depend on their power and strength. Therefore, success in a matter is not attributed to the grace and success from Allah Almighty. Rather, it is attributed to weak human efforts. And often one hears the phrase self-confidence, confidence in the abilities of so-and-so, and total reliance on all of that without putting the entire trust in Allah Almighty. And the Prophet wasallam sent some of his companions on foot to get spoils, but they returned without getting any. Then he saw the signs of distress on their faces, and he stood up and said, O oh Allah, do not put them under my charge, for I would be too weak to care for them. Do not put them in charge of themselves, for they would be incapable of that. And do not put them in, char in the charge of the people, for they would prefer themselves over them. And he advised his daughter Fatima to say in the morning and evening, O oh, ever-living one, O oh, Eternal One, by your mercy I call on you to set right all my affairs. Do not place me in charge of my soul, even for the blinking of an eye. Look at the gap between this great prophetic hadith and the reality of the Muslims. And the Muslims are not weakened or humiliated except because of their distance from the book and the sunnah. And according to how far away they are, their humiliation will increase or decrease. And the Ummah nation will not emerge from its weakness and humiliation until it returns to the Book and the Sunnah with the understanding of the righteous predecessors. And the last part of this Ummah nation will not be rectified except by what rectified the first part of it. We ask Allah Almighty to bring us closer to the Qur'an and Sunnah with a proper understanding and to increase us in strength and reliance upon him. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hada wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah.